Is Mr. Bill Herzog overrated? That's the question I'm going to talk about today. And a legitimate one. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But first of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast. My name is Lucas Holmgren, and I'd love to hear from you, whether it be a question, um, a request for a future podcast, anything that you might have, even a negative review. Send it on over to lucasholmgrenmedia at gmail.com. That is L-U-C-A-S-H-O-L-M-G-R-E-N media at gmail.com. So the Holmgren in that email address, H-O-L-M as in Mary, G-R-E-N as in Nancy, media at gmail.com. So as a steelhead angler who was only 32 years old and uh, probably been fishing since I was five, um, but really only been fishing hardcore for salmon and steelhead for you know, 11 or 12 years, sometimes you read articles and books and you wonder, are these just people that were around during some of those epic runs? And should we really listen to what they're saying? Or are they just giving tips in the case where there was fish everywhere and you could catch fish on just about everything? And that's where I came around to this idea of, is Bill Herzog overrated? So when I first heard about Bill Herzog, I had uh, met Marlon Lefevre and we were working on the early stages of the Addicted Fishing website and YouTube channel. And Marlon had some books for me from Amato Publications. And he was like, here you go, Lucas. Read these, learn more. He was really teaching me to steelhead fish on the water as well as providing materials like DVDs and books from Amato Publications specifically. And so I'm so thankful to Marlon for doing so. And Marlon showed me on the water during those times how phenomenal and efficient of a steelhead angler he was. And so I read and I watched videos and I, you know, read Bill Herzog's uh, Spoon Fishing for Steelhead book, Drift Fishing uh, Colors book. Um, you know, I read articles in the Salmon Trout Steelheader magazine. And I definitely picked up a bunch of great tips. But I had this little inkling in the back of my mind. I had kind of this thought that, you know, maybe this is just a guy who was around when there was epic steelhead runs. How much does he actually know? So I was lucky enough uh, to meet up with Nick Amato the first time I met him. We went down to the river um, right before getting lunch uh, to talk about, you know, business stuff and working on the digital side of Salmon Trout Steelheader. And uh, to my surprise, I hooked a fish in the very first hole, which, to be honest, as a young angler, it felt pretty good to show Nick Amato I could catch a steelhead because... I certainly trusted his writing and his, uh, his expertise, and he was an absolute gentleman and a, a great guy to talk to at that time. And uh, But, you know, with this kind of idea in mind of, 
are these writers legit? Do they really know what they're talking about? Or are they just fishing on rivers that are full of fish where any halfway decent angler could catch a fish? Now, when it comes to Bill Herzog, I'm sure he would tell you that he has certainly had opportunity on some amazing fishing. Some days are easier than others. Some days are harder. And, uh, you know, every single incredible angler that I know and that I fished with, we've had times where we've skunked and we've had other times where I've been amazed at their output. So... I just kind of wanted to talk about Bill Herzog in general, because he's the general, really, when it comes down to it. He's uh, really influenced a lot of anglers. I know a lot of people have read his books and gained inspiration from him. So I just want to give a few impressions uh, after fishing with Bill. So I have been out on a few trips, a few fishing trips with Bill Herzog. I believe the first one uh, was sockeye fishing with him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, We did a trip for Summer Steelhead. Uh, We also did a trip uh, for Jordan Kanigi's birthday from Addicted Fishing. I set up a day where we went up and met with uh, the Quinault legend Ruben Estevillo up in uh, the Quinault Rainforest and and fish, Jordan Kanigi, Bill Herzog, Ruben, and I, and uh, Sean the camera guy, uh, we got to fish, and if I'm not mistaken, there was, oh yes, uh, and then I did a trip with Bill Herzog out for Angler West TV, and we did a show, um, so you can find both of these shows on YouTube, there was a video Uh, For Jordan Kennedy's birthday, where we fished the Quinault uh, with Bill Herzog. Um, You can find that on the Addicted Fishing channel. And then on the Angler West TV channel, you can find uh, the video where I fished with Bill Herzog on the Yakima River for Rainbow Trout. So, here's my impression. First time I met and fished with Bill... Uh, We went out sockeye fishing with Craig Mitchell. I built his website, designed his logo. Craig Mitchell is a class act and an incredible fisherman. And so I set up a trip where Nick Amato, Bill Herzog, Dave Vetter, Jared Higginbotham, um, Craig, and one of his friends, we all went out. And that video is available on the Sam Trout Steelheader YouTube page. And what I noticed is Bill brought a box and he really wanted to run his own program, yet he was not um, snooty about it, didn't have his nose in the air or anything. He was still talking to Craig the entire time. Craig, as a wonderful guy that he is, um, said, yeah, go ahead and put whatever you want on that rod. So we were sockeye fishing. Uh, with, a, with a couple different techniques, a lot of spin glows with coon shrimp, some dodgers with just bare coon shrimp and no spin glow. And I noticed Bill brought his own box, as, as did Jared Higginbotham. And, you know, he had his favorites. He had a couple spin glows with specific uh, wings on them, specific colors. 
Bill put those out and it produced very well. We caught a bunch of fish. It was a wonderful trip. You know, I definitely noticed that Bill had attention to detail for sure. He was a wonderful guy to fish with, a lot of great energy, good laughs along the way. He and Jared Higginbotham are just a blast to fish with. Um, so, you know, kind of first impression, it was like, okay, this guy, you know, he, he loves fishing. I love that energy that he's just excited today as he was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Bill's just one of those guys that loves fishing. And so does Jared. So did everyone else in in the boat. Even Dave Vetter with his kind of cranky old man personality. You could tell he was having a great time. So fast forward a ways to the trip that I set up with Ruben Estevillo, who is a really amazing um, guide and just a funny guy, a great friend of mine and uh, a Quinault native who guides on the Quinault and Queets rivers. And Jordan's birthday was coming up, so I made a couple phone calls. Jordan had never fished with Reuben. Jordan had, to my knowledge, never fished with Bill Herzog either, but was a big fan. And uh, this is when I really kind of found out the type of angler Bill was. And it really erased any idea of just a old school angler who got to fish on the best runs of all time. Now, granted, the Quinault is a wonderful fishery. There's a lot of fish most of the time, and uh, it's very productive. I've had numerous trips up there where I absolutely whacked them. Now, this time, we got in the boat, and Jordan basically had a bait program going on. He brought bobber and eggs, and he was mostly focusing on that. Bill, of course, had his signature BC Steel spoons with his name on them. And I was in the mood, okay, I'm on the Quinault. I'm going to try the dumbest, weirdest, wackiest lures possible. So I did. Bill was making fun of me for bringing dinner plates with treble hooks on them. And that's essentially what I was doing. Trying some of the oddest spoons uh, and, you know, most massive lures known to mankind. But, you know, it's just one of those things I liked. When I have expert fishermen in the boat who I know are going to produce on the proven lures, I like to follow it up with something weird. So, Bill was kind of located near the back of the boat. As we were, you know, kind of back trolling, so to speak, Bill would cast out way ahead and start swinging through the runs. He'd look for jumpers, he'd cast spoons towards them, he'd cover water efficiently. I definitely noticed his his placement of, um, of spoon was very expert. There's no doubt he knew where those fish were hanging, and he was doing it to the best of his ability. And wham, first hole, Bill hooks a beautiful Cromer coho. As we go on, he is sniping fish after fish. You see a jumper, boom, throws it over there, swings it through, maybe maybe gets it, maybe doesn't. There's a video on the Addicted Fishing channel. I don't remember the exact name of it, um, but definitely take a look at it. There was a time where uh, Bill saw a jumper 
cast it out, said three, two, one, zero, boom, fish on. Literally that exact. And so I, as I was sitting at the front of the boat and kind of following up, Jordan would pick off a fish or two on bait, was doing an excellent job with bobber and eggs. Bill was sniping fish left and right. And it's the only time that I've been on the Quinault or another similar fishery with a bunch of fish and a lot of opportunity that I have not gotten a grab behind fishermen. So after a while, I got worried because these wacky lures that I was throwing trying to clean up after Bill Herzog and Jordan Kanegi simply weren't connecting with a single bite. And I noticed as Bill was fishing, one of the things he's mentioned over and over, and you'll hear time and time again, is Bill was constantly sharpening his hooks. Constantly. I'm telling you, like, at least once every 30 minutes, he brought out the hook file and gave a little extra sharpness to his hooks. And as a result, when he would get a bite and lift up, the fish would be pinned. I don't know if he lost a single fish that trip, even though he hooked multiple, possibly up to 10. Another thing that I noticed about him is the minute the light changed, because we did have some light changes. There was overhanging clouds. There was sun that would peek out from behind the clouds. Then the clouds would come back over. Bill was constantly changing his spoon colors, spoon finishes. And you can learn more about that as you research more about, you know, maybe watch videos or get books on the subject. But Bill would switch between like a plain copper finish and really clear high sunlight situations to going to like a chrome and gold or perhaps a pure chrome. I did notice he put like some chartreuse stickers on just little dots on certain spoons for coho. But every time the light changed, he'd switch his spoon. And that is one thing I have noticed with some of the best anglers that I fished with. Uh, as I mentioned before, Marlon Lefevre, the constant switch out of colors. It's something that I, as an angler, have to come to grips with and stop being so lazy about. I tend to want to just stick with one jig, one worm, one spoon, try them all through the run, and then keep moving. And while that is a very effective way to fish, I've noticed some of these people that really convert on a daily basis, switch colors, switch finishes a lot. Now, when I ended up going to the Yakima River with Bill Herzog and Justin Wolf and filming an episode of Angler West TV, which you can find on YouTube, check it out. Yakima River Rooster Tail Jig Fishing with Bill Herzog and Lucas Holmgren. Um, you'll find that video on YouTube, and it's it's was a wonderful experience. I rode up with Justin, you know, got to talk to him about Angler West and all the different things he's done. And then we met up with Bill and Bill had been fishing on the Yakima after moving to the east side, you know, a year or two previous. 
And uh, he had really figured out the runs and the holes on the Yakima River. And he was fishing a rooster tail with uh, a little weight above it, um, kind of like a pencil lead weight that he ran the line through to a swivel, to a leader, to the rooster tail. And then he let me fish his custom jigs that he tied. And just the way he picked apart that river, sharpened his hooks, and pointed to exact spots, said, Lucas, cast there. Boom. Cast. Twitch, twitch. Boom. Fish on. The guy had the fish named. He was so dialed in on the exact spots, when they would hit, what they would eat. He would tell me, Lucas, okay, these fish, they're trout, they're not steelhead, they gotta eat. So, even if they've been stung, you wait a week or two weeks, they're gonna bite again. And he had fished through those runs and learned the patterns, learned what they eat, learned where they hold, when, and it was so easy and fun fishing with, you know, someone that had the river so dialed in. Now, if I'd gone by my own, uh, I think I would have caught maybe a couple. Um, and the video doesn't show it, but Bill and I caught quite a few. And with that insight and those lures that were so perfect, the jigs he tied, which were just dialed in, it was just a fishing experience to remember. So I guess my whole point of this is that many anglers all across the angling world have, you know, varying degrees of skill that usually falls into various camps. You might have people that are incredible plunkers but can't drift fish, or you might have a drift fisherman that's dialed on that but can't do a stationary plunking bait for the life of them. Bill is very dialed on the lures, the fisheries, and the techniques that he chooses to fish. And so when it comes to getting a Bill Herzog book or reading a Bill Herzog article in Salmon Trout Steelheader magazine, pay attention because he's not lying or trying to blow smoke. The guy has serious information. Nick Amato, who's the editor of Salmon Trout Steelheader, and one of the fishiest guys, very humble, he doesn't brag, he just fishes, listens, he does what he does. But he's told me stories about fishing with Bill that blew me away. And Nick doesn't make up numbers, he just tells the truth. And... So, I guess the point of this, I'm really not just trying to kiss Bill Herzog's uh, behind. That's not the point of this. Um, I think he's got enough accolades to last him a lifetime. That's that's not my prerogative. That's not really what I'm into. But at the same time, I think there is something to be learned from someone who has fished so many different fisheries... And if I could just leave you with two takeaways. Sharpen your hooks constantly. I don't know why I haven't taken this to heart more, but seeing it live in person, seeing every single hook set turn into a fish that was landed, wow. 
It really means something. Second of all, light conditions. Don't be lazy. Don't be afraid to cut off your lure and put on a new one. It's just another knot, and it really makes a difference. So, for those of you out there looking to learn more and just kind of digest the details, look for books of Bill Herzog's on amatobooks.com, A-M-A-T-O books.com, and then look for articles on salmon trout steel header, Com. You can search Herzog and find numerous articles. And of course, subscribe to the magazine to get the latest and greatest Herzog articles as well as a number of others. I've got one coming out soon. It's called Fishing with Frank. It's about fishing with Frank Amato, an absolute gem. And the person who started Salmon Trout Steelheader, who makes this podcast possible... And if you subscribe now, you will get that article in your mailbox and be able to read about my experience fishing with Frank Amato, who is an absolute gem. If you've never met him, I feel sorry for you because he is an incredible person and the patriarch of this magazine. Again, I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening it means so much when I hear from you, so don't be afraid to email me at lucasholmgrenmedia at gmail.com. Just get in touch. Let me know what you need, what you'd like to hear about, positive or negative reviews of the podcast. Thanks again, and uh, looking forward to fishing with Bill Herzog soon, sooner rather than later. Maybe I can get him over here to the Columbia Tributaries for Summer Steelhead and Spring Chinook. Alright you guys, have a wonderful day and tell your friends about the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast.